G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, it is Tuesday and on a Tuesday we always like to check in on the latest breaking news headlines as they are happening out of Israel and the Middle East. Ron Ross is back with us. Hello, Ron. Welcome back to 2020. Hello again, Neil. Uh, Ron, let's talk through some of the things that are happening, especially around the Middle East. And, of course, there are a lot of issues that have been unfolding over these past couple of weeks between uh, Israel and the Palestinians, some significant developments. And last night, 93 Palestinians injured as a flotilla from Gaza was intercepted. What's the story? Yeah, 93 were injured. 37 of them were uh, attacked by live IDF sniper fire, reported the Gaza Ministry of Health last night, following intense clashes between 7,000 Palestinian protesters and IDF soldiers near the maritime boundary between the Gaza Strip and Israel. An attempt by various Gaza sailors to break the sea blockade and enter Israeli waters was intercepted by the Israeli Navy. During the upcoming week, another attempt to sail from Gaza to Israeli waters will be undertaken by various activist groups calling on Israel to lift the siege on Gaza. It never stops. Ron, so serious, this issue. Uh, Now, Hamas is saying that Palestinian Authority leader Abbas is pushing Israel to launch a new war in Gaza. Yeah, very interesting. A senior Hamas official on Sunday accused Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas of fomenting violence in the region and pushing Israel towards a new war in the Gaza Strip. Abbas wants to take control of everything in Gaza. War is good for him. Mahmoud al-Zahar, a senior leader in the Gaza Strip, told Arab media. Al-Zahar is in Cairo as part of a large delegation from Gaza taking part in talks to reach a Palestinian reconciliation deal and a possible long-term truce with Israel. The talks have been deadlocked in recent months, and Hamas blames Abbas, who has imposed a series of crippling sanctions on the Strip in a bid to force Hamas to give up their control. Well, it's certainly worthy of monitoring that situation along. Let's turn our attention to the northeast of Israel and Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says the Russian supply of S-300 missiles to Syria is irresponsible. Yes, speaking to CNN in New York after the annual UN General Assembly, Netanyahu said that he spoke to Russian President Vladimir Putin earlier this month after Syrian forces responding to an Israeli airstrike mistakenly shot down a Russian military reconnaissance plane, killing all 15 people on board. Netanyahu said he told Putin, let's continue this deconfliction. But at the same time, I told him very respectfully and very clearly that Israel will do 
will continue to do what it has to do to defend itself. He said both sides wanted to avoid a military clash in Syria, noting that the many militaries and other groups operating in the region were making it very crowded over there in a very tiny space. Through this mess, we've been able for three years to avoid any clash between Russian and Israeli forces, he said. I think there's a desire on both our parts and Russia's part to avoid a clash. Ron, we're quite familiar with the idea that amazing encounters, spiritual encounters, supernatural encounters are happening throughout the Middle East. And now there's a story of a Palestinian pastor who recalls his personal encounter with Jesus that led him to repent for hating the Jews. How does this story look? This is Pastor Bassam Adrali, who's born a Palestinian, in a recent interview with Revived Live. He said he often criticized Jews. While in his 20s and attending a university in Tel Aviv, he turned to atheism. In 1995, he said he had a personal encounter with Jesus that turned his life around. Every night I was dreaming of Jesus, all night through, he said, going with him and his disciples everywhere. And all day through, I couldn't get his words out of my mind. Adranli said at the time he had a hatred of Jews like many other Palestinians. I was wrestling with this and I knew it was wrong. So I gave myself to the Lord to change it, he told an Israeli TV program. Today he's an Arab Christian living in Israel and pastors a congregation in the city center of Jerusalem. The Lord showed me very clearly that nationality is not something I receive. It's not something that I just take from my old life. The Word of God in 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Who is in Christ is a new creation. All things have passed away. He said joyfully. Uh, Ron, I know you're across a lot of the amazing stories that are coming out of Israel, and uh, some of these stories and some of the ceremonial uh, performances that are happening in Israel uh, seriously haven't happened since the first century. And now, for the first time since the Second Temple, so we're talking back to the first century, a golden vessel was used uh, during the traditional Sukkot libation ceremony. Uh, what's happened with this ceremony and how significant is it? Quite amazing. A touch of the former glory of the Temple was witnessed by 300 people who took part in the full-dress reenactment of the Sukkot water libation ceremony. The group set out from the Dung Gate in the old city of Jerusalem in the early evening, making its way down the steep steps leading to the Shiloh Spring. Led by six Kohanim, that's Jewish men who descended from Aaron the priest, and accompanied by music, the crowd sang and danced as they passed from the archaeological remains of the ancient city of David through an Arab village to the spring which was used in temple times. The Kohanim, the priests, wore vestments that were made according to biblical standards for use in the temple, and several played long silver trumpets that had been prepared by the Temple Institute for use in the third temple. One priest carried a silver vessel used for the libation, while the high priest carried a spectacular gold vessel prepared this year for this service. A vessel like this has not been seen since the temple stood. Rabbi Weiss, spokesman for the Sanhedrin and an organizer for the event, told Breaking Israel News. The procession then climbed to a plaza overlooking the valley 
where a model altar had been constructed of wood. The ceremony, carried out precisely as it was performed in the temple, took place closer to the Temple Mount than any other temple reenactment before. Now, it's interesting that Sukkot is a festival uh, that the whole world is invited to attend. The basis of Sukkot is universal, bringing bounty to all 70 nations as symbolized by the 70 bulls brought as sacrifices throughout the festival, Rabbi Weiss said. And it's interesting that the biblical verse that links with this ceremony is, Come, let us go up to the Mount of Hashem, to the house of God of Jacob, that he may instruct us in his ways, and that we may walk in his paths, for instruction shall come forth from Zion. Isaiah 2.3 Ron, this is not something in Australia we're used to, but when you've got this sort of ceremonial enactment, what does it do? And perhaps you can reflect on your own experience with the feasts that go on in Israel, but when they do something like this, what does it do for the morale of the people to know that there is something of an ancient ceremony being enacted and it's got such significance according to the Scriptures? What do you think? It comes very quickly after a a day called Simkat Torah, and it will live indelibly in my mind forever. Uh, Simkat Torah is when the big Torah scrolls are taken out of the synagogues, and the priests and the people dance in the streets with joy that they were given the Word of God. Uh, I often reflect on how casually we take the Bible, But they don't. They believe the promises of God are not negotiable, that they have been given a word from above that guarantees them their right in the nation of Israel, and they see every day as another miracle. And to join with them dancing in the street, expressing the joy of the word of the Lord, is just unbelievable. And I don't care if you're Jew or Christian, uh, that wonderful sensitivity of the faithfulness of God to all of us is just overwhelming. Yes, there's something somehow we miss a little if we're not very ceremonially inclined, but when you've got these sorts of ceremonies, the significance is, of course, that they're celebrating the very presence of God, and that is uh, something that we ought to be looking carefully at the significance of what happens in the nation of Israel. Uh, Ron Ross, always so good getting your insights. Thank you so much for taking some time to share them with us again today on 2020. Good to be with you again, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.